Welcome to this episode of the Throwback Series. You are listening to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am your host, Ryan Doe's, and today we are finally at Journey into Mystery Annual number one. And I have brought back our guest from last week. Eric Bennett is back to talk about the first appearance, the first modern Marvel appearance of Hercules. So Eric is back. How's it going tonight, Eric? It is going great. And this is a heck of an issue to be to be here to talk about. You uh you I, you know what? You may have even undersold it. This is an awesome, awesome story. I mean, it's it's a complete it's a complete slug fight. It's a yeah. it's two two bruisers just going at it for, for so many pages. And it is there's some great banter, some great dialogue. Uh it's so much this was a lot of fun yeah yeah you're right it's a a very fun read maybe we've already given away our answer to read it or leave it um so uh but this this is a, a special kind of episode it's a special kind of issue in the history of thor this is an annual issue so our normal numbering that we've been going through one by one you know we did 121 we did 122 we did 123 and now we're at annual one so if you're a new fan or maybe you're not familiar with how comic books work we're going to just explain a little bit of what that is what the purpose of annuals are this is on the cover it even says this it's 72 big pages. This is a special king size annual issue. This is, uh, there's, a, there's an original story, which we're going to get to in a few minutes, the clash between Thor and Hercules. But there's also four reprinted stories for whoever bought this for the for the high, high price of 25 cents in, uh, in 1965, I believe. Uh, uh. This if only <laughs> right you're like if, so, if someone told me today hey would you like 72 pages of thor comics for a quarter i think i would i think i'd faint drop over and like just see okay what else can i get like that's insane value now when i first started buying comic books when i was real small they were 35 cents still okay it's been a rack you know so i was there for that <laughs> And now, I mean, now what a, a good a good comic will at least put you back four bucks, four or five bucks, four to five bucks, yep, something like that. Um, yeah, it's it's just nuts the the insane amount of value you've got in these books, especially these annuals. Where if you were a new fan and maybe maybe you didn't know who Thor was yet, maybe you hadn't, you know, because comics were different back in the sixties. Uh, you know, there wasn't this online market that you could go and just buy any issue if you missed it if you missed an issue of thor maybe you were just out of luck and these annuals gave you a chance to get those stories back so there's an original story between thor and hercules that is like we've said awesome but the other stories are for previously uh previously shown journey into mystery stories we get the first appearance of Loki is in here. The first appearance of the radioactive man. 
the battle with the demon duplicators and Thor's showdown with the lava man are also in this issue. If you haven't heard of those stories, go check back in our throwback series archives on the feed and you can listen to me break down each one of those issues. The first appearance of Loki is a fun one. I will say that that's the only one that I might go back and read at this point uh, because Loki is just his first appearance is so bat crap insane and we're gonna jump into the original story in this annual it's one that we are very excited to talk about on the episode today but let me give you the synopsis of this original story and then i will tell you the roster of creators that were on board for this annual the synopsis goes something like this Thor and Loki have come across a pair of storm giants attacking the gateway from Asgard to Olympus. During the ensuing battle, Thor is accidentally transported to the fabled land of Olympus and finds himself in combat with the mighty Hercules. Neither party is willing to back down. After a titanic battle, Zeus stops the conflict and proclaims them both worthy allies and friends. Thor is sent back to Asgard and Zeus closes the passage, quote, forever. So, quote. yeah, this is so the, 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 the circumstance of this issue has been laid. And uh, here is the roster of fabulous creators that brought this annual to us. It was a mighty story written by Stan Lee, majestic art by Jack Kirby, masterful inking by Vince Coletta, and mostly lettered by Sam Rosen. Right in the heart, man. Right, right in, the heart. Right in Eric's lettering heart. Yeah. <laughs> For those, those of you that don't know, Eric is a comic book creator himself. So the 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 jabs at the lettering really really get it. <laughs> ah, my soul. Oh. <laughs> the there's so much I want to say about this issue, and I feel like we just need to kind of share some of our 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 impressions from this, Eric. If you just kind of want to. Go off the cuff with me here and we can break down this this fight uh it was just so much fun to read uh well there's two things that i want to get to right off the bat absolutely right off the bat number one apparently you can travel to olympus from asgard not just asgard you can travel to olympus from jotunheim very true because they're not in asgard to start the day they're they're in jotunheim they're in jotunheim so in jotunheim there is a portal to Olympus. So it's not a portal to one of the other nine worlds of, of Norse cosmology. It's yeah. a portal to Olympus. Okay. Yes. So that's the number one thing. And number two, the storm giants. So we've been seeing storm giants in Thor forever. Yes. The storm giants in here, Thor himself says, the legends tell us that the storm giants were hurled out of Olympus ages ago. So, the storm giants that we have been reading about in Thor are not native to Jotunheim. Oh, they are right. Olympian giants who have been exiled to Jotunheim. Oh, you know what? I didn't even pick up on that. I yeah. didn't pick up on that. Fantastic. The so kind of connecting connecting the mythologies uh, through this um, not only the portal between you know the Asgardian nine realms 
to Olympus, but also that people from the Olympian realm have have transported themselves over at some point. Right, right, and and are living there. So beings that we thought were native to the Asgardian world, you know, the the storm giants, which I always thought were just another race of giants in Jotunheim, like the frost giants. Yeah, exactly. They're Olympian. Which so is like, what? A really cool kind of pickup uh for for those of you that may be more familiar with how the nine realms work in thor comics uh that is kind of a, a little bit of a curveball that stan and jack throw in here at us the i actually want to read this as thor is falling through the barrier to olympus this is the the narration and the and the um the thoughts that thor shares the narration goes something like this thus the thunder god falls for time without end through a vast void of heavy nothingness, of shimmering energy barriers and mystic space disruptors until he realizes, and this is Thor saying this, this is no ordinary fall. I have unwittingly ch been chased through the hidden entrance to Olympus. And he, he arrives on Olympus and he sees different creatures that are unfamiliar to him. And he, he's, kind of, he's kind of taken aback as to where he is. And then he comes to a bridge and he wants to pass over this bridge, but someone is blocking his way. Right. And he's one second. Other... Oh yeah, go ahead. One second. As, as we go back to Thor falling through the dimensional barrier yes. to Olympus, the coloring of the panel, even oh. though he's falling from Asgard to Olympus, it's still rainbow colored. So it's still almost a Bifrost. Very true. Very true. It, it's a very cool, uh, very cool coloring there. It, it looks like uh, almost like highlighter swipes. Exactly. Uh, up and down. Yeah. So yeah, but it's very reminiscent of the, the Bifrost that we're familiar with from Thor comics. And even, even Thor movies, this is kind of the one that gave yeah. me a vibe of how they, how they portray the Bifrost in the Marvel cinematic movies. Very much so. Very much. Well, we come to this bridge and the person that's blocking the bridge is none other than the mighty Hercules. So Hercules is a figure from Greek mythology. He's a public domain, you know, character that Stan and Jack could, and as well as Thor is. I, maybe some people don't know that these days that Marvel's version of Thor is taken from him being a public domain character. He's, you know, if someone wanted to go out today and create their own version of Thor, they could do it. As long as maybe it wasn't as, you know, it's not a picture perfect remake of the Marvel Thor. Uh, but right. Hercules. You can't look like Marvel Thor and you can't actually make a comic called Thor because Marvel has the trademark to that. So you can have Thor in the book. You just yeah. can't name him on the cover and he can't look like Marvel's Thor. Which I'm, I'm sure have you have be, being a comic creator, have you run into that? Uh, where you know that from experience or or have you just avoided it altogether? Well, I I, I haven't done anything that would get me in trouble, but I have yeah. friends who have each made a version of Thor yeah. for their own stories. And trust me, they don't look anything like Marvel's version. Most of them are far more Viking. -like. Yeah, more the 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 historical, mythological kind of look of him. Where it's yeah, uh, like if you've watched the if you've watched the uh, TV show Vikings, 
Yeah. If you're familiar with the character of Ragnar Lothbrook. Yes, I am. A friend of mine. Yeah. His Thor was very much inspired by the way Ragnar looks. Okay. So. That's, I mean, that's a cool, that's a very cool inspiration. That, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, but Hercules is similar where a Hercules can, the Marvel Hercules is different. Uh, maybe some of you uh, know Hercules from the live action movies that have been done or the Disney cartoon. This Hercules looks a lot different. Um, he's much more super heroic in his look. And he and Thor have this, honestly, Eric, a very petty fight. Oh, very much. So there here, here's the here's the dialogue that starts this titanic battle and then i want to hear kind of you know what maybe some of eric's favorite moments were because uh, i definitely have my own um as thor approaches the bridge uh, he thinks to himself but i must seek a way back to the golden city i shall cross that crude bridge and seek information from the one who stands thus boldly hercules responds with hold come no further you may not you may cross you may cross yon bridge only after hercules has done so so hercules is not guarding the bridge he just wants to cross the bridge first mm-hmm. and thor responds with if there be room for only one to cross it at a time then that one shall be thor who backs off to no man hercules the ma- the madness must be upon thee to dare to defy the will of hercules <laughs> these their egos father- are both so huge they're fighting over walking across the bridge that's where this fight begins (laughs) and and boy does it begin because hercules hercules then flips the bridge on him Mm -hmm. now nobody can cross the bridge hercules fantastic (laughs) and this this fight has to take place in the past before thor was uh made into donald blake yeah because for as arrogant as he is there's no way that this is the uh, Thor who's learned humility. Oh, not even close. Yeah, yeah. This is brash young Thor. Oh, yeah. But what, I mean, you know, the fight that the two of them have is is, is great. Lots of lots of uh, quips and, and blows and stuff like that. Um, but two things that sort of stand out to me. Uh, number yeah. one, in a lot of ways, to a certain degree, it almost looks like Thor is jobbed by hercules for this story yes you know just that typical like okay here's the new character so we're gonna have him smack the old character around to show how cool they are exactly yeah you know so there's that to begin with and secondly um i lost my train of thought (laughs) no worries the uh the so some of the you i know hercules uh he he seems to be a better a far better hand-to-hand combatant than thor yes it, it one one thing that is uh you mentioned like their fighting styles and how they combat each other we know thor as having mjolnir the the mystical uru hammer hercules also has his version of that he has a enchanted mallet that is uh it kind of i like more the the modern version of what they did with the mallet because it looks more like a club a big yes. like bald club. This one almost looks like um, it's it's really thin and very slender, very Jack Kirby esque. It's very ornate in its design. It's beautiful, but I just don't know how good of a weapon it is. Does doesn't he? If if I'm remembering correctly, isn't it called uh, the Golden Mace or his mm. adamantine 
mace. You know what? I am going to research real quick, but that sounds, it sounds right. And usually when, uh, when something sounds right, I, I tend to, I tend to go with it. Um, yeah, it is the, it is the gold, the golden mace is what, um, what I've found. It's the golden mace that he had. Yeah. Adamantine. Adamantine. So, yeah. Yeah. And there was, uh, one more thing, and this is way back at the beginning of the story. I had Absolutely. forgot to mention this. Chris Eberly is is has, always says that whenever Stanley repeats something three times, it's for emphasis. Yes. At the beginning of the story, the very first caption, he says, "Ever eager for adventure, mighty Thor enters the forbidden land of Jotunheim with his half brother Loki at his side. Jotunheim, where the storm giants dwell." Jotunheim, where the powerful enemies of Asgard assemble. Yes. So there's that repeating for emphasis. Yes. You know. And and sorry, and, go back. No, no, no. <laughs> a, a a masterful inclusion of friend of the show, Chris Eberly. I I've never I I will never turn down a Chris Eberly reference in any episode we do. Uh, so yeah, great catch there of that writing device that Stan uh, he employs there to get a point across. Uh, that's uh, really, really, really great pickup. My, I got to get to one of my favorite, uh, favorite few panels here because the fight, they, they soon start fighting in very unorthodox ways because we expect these two brutes to fight with their weapons and to punch each other. And they do a lot of that. But when, when it comes to using what's around them, it gets a little more comical and it's fantastic. So at one point, Thor and Hercules come a, come upon a pole and uh, Hulk, uh, Hercules grabs the pole, bends it around Thor. And he, he says, um, he says, none but Hercules can bend the enchanted pole of heroes because it's got to have a fancy name. Everything's uh, got to have a name. Exactly. It shall make thee my prisoner. Thor responds with, "Fie! <laughs> you utter the more you utter utter the mouthings of a jester." <laughs> Hercules responds with, "Your words are bold, golden stranger, but the strength of Hercules has indeed defeated thee." And uh, Thor, of course, breaks the pole of heroes that's wrapped around him. He says, "Thor defeated Thor? by Hercules? Never, never." <laughs> and it, and a great. A great Kirby-esque panel where all the sh all the pieces and the shards of the pole that have been wrapped around him come shooting at you, the reader. And fantastic! It's it's just great. Um, the next page, though, is my favorite moment in the entire annual. Uh, Eric, I'm I'm wondering if uh, you also appreciated this very slapstick three stooges approach to how thor fights hercules in the next panel uh i looked at it and i thought oh my god it's a looney tunes device where they just kind right? of crack yeah, the gosh, ground like a carpet it's so <laughs> looney tunes uh so thor has been thrown to the ground and he says you have done your utmost now you shall feel the power of the thunder god once more and then the narration says this Seizing the very ground with which lies beneath them, mighty Thor's steel-like fingers peel off an entire section of sod, cracking it like a gigantic bullwhip. And he does like a pull-out-the-carpet thing yeah. to Hercules. And you just see Hercules' legs flying out of frame. 
yoink. Oh, God, yeah, I feel like there there should have been a, a sound thing. There's like yoink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so so great. And um, the 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 slapstick continues because immediately after Hercules has hit the ground. Thor, of course, you know, has a retort where he says, and now bring, bring, and now to bring this to the end, those rocks cannot stop Thor. Hercules has grabbed these two stones and Hercules says, in the hands of Hercules, they are not, they are no more rocks. And uh, he smashes them together to kind of like, I don't know, make them a powder and they go into mm -hmm. Thor's eyes. Again, this is complete slapstick. It's it ceased being a fight pages ago. <laughs> I'm having a slapstick comedic fight. Um, it's like that old, you know, the the oldest trick in the book in a fight where you like throw dirt from the ground in your opponent's eyes to blind right. them. But with Hercules, yes. he smashes two stones together to create the the powder to do that. It's fantastic. Uh, but then, but then the fight ends because Zeus shows up. And much like Odin, he, he says, let the fighting cease. And the, the two younger gods, they, they bow in reverence and respect, and they finally have a, a civil conversation. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that standard Marvel thing where it's heroes that miscommunicate that leads to a big fight. It's really the genesis of every Hulk fight ever because they just, they can't, they can't slow down and take time to communicate. They've got they've got to fight to the death over you know for these guys walking across the bridge first, you yep. know like yep. a bunch of young children. Um, we'll fight then team up, uh, trope. Yeah, exactly. The uh, they they end as friends. Uh, Thor says, uh, "Now I must I must uh, to my own kingdom return. For many are the tasks that await me." And uh, Zeus says to him. Then return you shall, for the will of Zeus is supreme in Imperial Olympus. He's written very similar to Odin. Um, and Thor returns to Jotunheim, uh, and Loki is there to, to help him. Uh, he, Loki had, uh, he had escaped while the storm giants had attacked them in the beginning of the book. And uh, Loki, uh, Loki was, of course, he, he was out searching for help, Eric. He, he wanted to do the right thing. He was trying to be the good I love, brother. I love the expression on his face. He's like got his head up looking down his nose. Why I was just <laughs> out looking for help. Exactly. <laughs> on the last page of the of the story, we see that Odin has collapsed the the entrance uh, to Olympus. So supposedly this is a forever closing of the, that entrance. Uh, but we do know we're going to see more of Hercules. We're going to see more of Zeus in the future, especially in Thor comics. Hercules almost becomes like a supporting character in Thor's adventures. So uh, that concludes the main story of this annual. Eric, did you have any uh, final thoughts maybe to share with the listeners before we get to some of the add-on things that were in this annual? Not as such. I mean, just, okay. you know, with Thor saying, you know, Zeus has created a mountain to forever seal off the hidden entrance to his realm. But someday I shall learn more of that land where immortals dwell. Someday I shall again meet Hercules. I, so. you know, yeah, it's fantastic. Very self-contained story. 
um, you if you enjoy Thor, if you enjoy uh, Loki to a degree, and you wanted to know more about Hercules, this gives you a really fun primer of learning more about the Olympian gods in Marvel Comics. So this is a great place to start. I highly recommend this annual, but there are a few other things that Eric and I wanted to talk about on this special uh, annual episode. And one of them is the fantastic map of Asgard that we get. This, the, the cityscape of Asgard, uh, Eric and I were just blown away by this. It is oh, it's so beautiful. It is, uh, to give you a, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a uh, explanation, I'll read the narration that uh, was given on the top of the, the first page. Month after month, we have shown the scenes of Odin's imperial palace, the fabled Rainbow Bridge, the deadly lands of the trolls, the storm giants, and so forth. But now, to celebrate our first great Thor annual, we present a simple, ordinary, typical Asgardian street scene, as the average Asgardian sees it day after day. And uh, Eric, what are some of the things that are on this, this map that an average everyday Asgardian would have seen? Oh, you know, nothing, you know, nothing special, just, you know, the, the Yggdrasil, the tree of life in the middle of it. And, you know, this towering monument to the unknown warrior, you know, a museum of weaponry. Yeah. The, you know, things the, that look like monorails. I mean, just. It, it's a giant futuristic city. Like it's beautiful. I mean, it's typical, it's typical Kirby Asgard. So it's very much a futuristic city, like you said. Yeah. But it's like if this is the city center, this is gorgeous. Yeah, there. Uh, so uh, there's a, a kind of an aesthetic known as like steampunk or cyberpunk. This is what I call Norse punk. <laughs> yeah, this is like Norse Kirby punk, and no, it's absolutely just so great. Uh, I told Eric uh, off off camera that I want this as a poster in my studio. You're that would just poster. be so amazing and then at the bottom right corner it there's a little arrow that says to the shopping center <laughs> but we don't i love the <laughs> i love the compass on the previous page it points up for north east west and then instead of <laughs> south it's to earth to earth <laughs> <laughs> so we know geographically earth is south of asgard <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh man so Needless to say, listeners, we have had a lot of fun talking about this annual. It is a great story. When I reached out, when I, I reached out to Eric a few weeks back to to do these to set up this up, I was like, "We get to do the first appearance of Hercules." It's so great. I had not read the first appearance of Hercules, uh, and it's not going to be his last. It's far from his last. I think he actually shows up in a few issues, so you won't have to wait long to get more Hercules in your life, listeners. Right. We have come to the end where we tell you if you should read it or leave it. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been saying, in my own way, I've been saying read it the entire episode. So... Eric, should they read it or leave it? <laughs> oh, they absolutely should read this. I mean, the main story, when you count the pages, is only 15 pages long. That's nuts. Yeah, it's not even the full issues where the story. It's only 15 pages, and look at how much they did and how developed they made the characters in that short period. Yeah, and really, they're just they're having a fight, but they're having a conversation where they're trying to best each other. There's no real plot to this. Right. 
I mean, again, they're fighting over who would go across the bridge first. Yep. yep. And, and yet we learn so much about them in this, but yeah, listeners definitely go and uh, read this. Uh, this is probably the one that I, I can highest recommend uh, since we started doing these outside of like first appearances of Loki and, and Thor himself. This is a really great issue. Uh, I think I this also, it stands the test of time. Some of these issues don't stand the test of time, but I would still recommend you read them. This one in 2022 is still a fun read. It's oh, I loved still it. fun. I loved every minute of it. I, I, every panel I laughed. Um, I, it was, it was, it was hokey and fun, but not in a, not in a way where I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to show anybody that I read this comic. Like I, I like this one. I'll, our social media will probably be all this issue the week that this comes out. So um, definitely go read this. And as we head out on this episode today, I want to also encourage you to check out our Patreon. We've got a lot of great stuff going up there routinely now. Every few weeks, I'm putting up something that you can enjoy. Also, share this episode with a friend. This is really one of my favorite ways to do episodes talking with another person that loves Thor uh, that's a friend of mine who wants to uh, just dig into these books whether they're new comics or old comics today we had just a fun conversation about a fun comic and that is really like for me that's at the heart of why I love comic books so do yourself a favor share this episode with a friend and maybe you and your friend can go read this annual and have a conversation like Eric and I just did. That's what we would want for you. That's what we hope for you. So share this with a friend, go check out our Patreon. And as we leave you today, I want to say wherever you're at in the nine realms, whatever you're doing, whatever time of day it is, whatever you've been up to, maybe you had a great week, maybe you had a bad week and you just need something to pick you up. I hope Eric and I have done that for you today. If you've had a great week, hopefully this made your week even better. So I, uh, I hope that this episode has been enjoyable for you, for myself, for Eric. I want to say thank you again for joining us aboard the Bifrost. And until next time, dear listeners, stay worthy.